Ugh, another pointless video call where nothing gets done. I think you're on mute, David. Uh, oh, sorry. What did I miss? IT just approved Miro for the whole company. Miro? That's the... Online whiteboard. For team collaboration. We can make these long video meetings so much shorter with Miro boards. We can share ideas, feedback, and updates on them whenever. Actually see what we're talking about. It's all online. Miro will make our flexible work setup so much easier. With one virtual space for our brainstorms, projects, presentations. Oh, that sounds kind of amazing. So I don't need to wake up for 6 a.m. calls with the London office anymore. Now you're getting it. Don't let time zones get in the way of your team working well together. See why 99% of the Fortune 100 trust Miro to get good work done from anywhere. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. It's Rob and Rich. We're back on the pod and we're taking a look at West Indies, England on a flat deck, which it's how flat does flat have to be? <laughs> Get the pancakes ready for brekkie, mate. Yeah, it's flat, it's flat, it's flat. Um, oh, come on, cricket gods. Just give us a track. Give us some spice. Give us some juice. It's all in the, in the rum at the moment, isn't it? The old spice rum. The fans seem to be having a great time. Everybody's having a good time. People are batting well. Lots of hundreds, lots of runs. But no one wants a result. I think that's a big question to ask as we get deeper into this podcast, Rob. Does anybody want to win a game of cricket? That is a great question. And it's something England have probably struggled with now for about 18 months asking that question. <laughs> if they look deep down, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to win a game of cricket? No, we've left 11,000 wickets, 11,000, 1,100 wickets back in the UK, mate. Um, that's all right, a lot things, of wickets. Things exaggerate with time, mate. It's 15,000 by the time next week rolls around and we're 1-0 down. Mm. It could well be. It could well be. So we're not allowed to mention uh, the, the the Broad and Anderson, are we? Oh, I've just mentioned the Broad and Anderson. The Broad um, and Anderson. There's shambolic, absolute shambolic. And <laughs> I did see that Jimmy had sent a tweet. I think it was a tweet, mm. or I saw an article on BBC saying he's made peace with being dropped a couple of weeks ago. But that's probably a month of not being at peace, and then yes. he's finally gone. Right, I'm ready to move on. Give me, give me a bit of Lancashire. Yeah, I think that's fair, isn't it? I think both of them are just looking forward to the, the county season. And they, they're taking what you'd hope would have been the right um, view of players of such experience, such quality, such competitors, is that they're basically both going right, county season. There's going to be some openers start of this year against the likes of Broad and Anderson that are going to be wishing that they had picked another career. Because uh, those boys are going to be steaming in trying to take some schools, aren't they? So, yeah, I bring it on. Um, interesting for this one, if we get into it, the bowling as we're talking about it, Mark Wood, Mark Wood, Mark Wood has gone the way of Jofra Archer. Elbow oh. injury, isn't he? He's out of the series. Out, he was out of this game, obviously. He's out of the series and he's out of the IPL. Um, huge, huge disappointment. Ollie Robinson wasn't fit yet, but as we get ahead a little bit, he, he is fit for the third test coming up this week. Um Overton missed out with illness, didn't he? Um, yes. Is that right? Was it illness? So it meant Saki Mahmood finally, finally getting. He made his debut. Matt Fisher, the big man from Yorkshire, also made his debut. He didn't take long to uh, to make his mark either. Um, so we're going to be talking about those two boys as part of that bowling unit. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's is a lot of right arm over, Rob. <laughs> That's what we do need to talk about again. 
a lot of right, a lot arm, of right over. arm over and a lot of left arm spin going on. <laughs> that is it. That's all that's allowed that's to play in lot. five days. That's the lot. But I'm looking forward to just breaking down Saki Mood a little bit because he he is offering something a little bit different. And there have been many reasons why we wanted this man in the England setup for a number of years. And I hope that he has solidified his spot at least for the third test. And then we'll see beyond that. Um, do you want to get into the, the game then, Rob? Should we get into yeah, what's been going on? Let's, let's start off with what I'd call a flourishing England top six, mate. We are oh. nosebleed seats at the moment. We've seen hundreds from Johnny Bairstow. We've seen hundreds from Zach Crawley. We've seen hundreds from Joe Root time and time again. But we come into this test match, Rich. We clock mm-hmm. up 507 for nine declared. That's like a legitimate batting unit going out and going, right, we can't lose this test. We're going to bat you out of the game. And mm. there's only two results on the table. If you'd have said England had got a 509 in this test match and I hadn't seen it, I'd have said, oh, over the two innings. <laughs> that would have been my response usually. But this batting card is actually stepping up, isn't it? Um, we do need to talk about Alex Lees at one point. And I would suggest that Alex Lees is the only man in the top six, maybe top seven, that hasn't yeah. got himself up and running yet. He's had a lot of starts, hasn't he? He's had a 20-odd and whatever in this series, in this game as well. But it was so, so good to see, wasn't it, that after the first two did go relatively, they Crawley gone for none. Alex Lee's 30, Joe Root, 153, Ben Stokes, 120, Dan Lawrence, 91. Whew. I mean, this doesn't happen very often anymore. I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you know the last time when we got 500? Because I haven't I don't. done my research I, and I don't I either. actually don't. If I was to think real hard, I'd probably say they may have done it against Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka, mm. but that may have just been... 350 and got exaggerated <laughs> in time like Aston like... Broad's wickets. <laughs> it felt like 500. 350. Yeah, it did. But yeah, it it's been good. It, it's the such t- a great sorry, run, mate. Yeah. Um, Zach Crawley. I'm going to start off mm-hmm. with Crawley and then we'll touch on Lees. Crawley scored 40 in the second innings, mate. Yep. Zero in the first innings. Mm-hmm. I know it's only one test match and I'm always telling people to simmer down. It's just a <laughs> test match. But can, can I ask a question it? going, I know it's a test match where he's failed and scored 100 last test match, but are we still 100% certain he should be an opener? I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there because he's, he's done well, but before he'd done well, I was looking at him going, shouldn't be opening the batting. It's it's going to be a tough one, isn't it? With, with Crawley, Crawley's there. I think I think they like the idea of him as an opener, but I'm not sure in the long run that's where he will end up. Um, it doesn't quite sit right with me as well. But then it is that who would you play instead? Maybe you can swap Crawley and Lee's. Um, that might work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't know is, is the answer. I think after 121 in the first game, let's see what he does in the third game. He's settling in. He's still a young fella, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. been playing at number three most of the time he's been with England. He's settling into this opener role after being given it at the back end of the summer. So let's see where he is um, come the end of this series. I mean, there's a lot of question marks after this series. It's very much a, an in isolation, isn't it? You know, Paul Collingwood coming out saying he'd like the job full time. Sure you would, Paul. Um, you know, there's a lot of people would like a lot of things. Um, but I don't know. Does, does anybody here out. want to get paid six figures a year, possibly seven? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Go back. on, go on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Talk to anyone. <laughs> It'll be fine. So we don't know. I think that's the big thing, isn't it, with this batting unit? Everybody has made a score. Dan Lawrence. It was so so pleasing to see that he's improved as this series has gone on over the two games with the ball as well. He's he's offering a little bit of something, isn't he? As you just said beforehand, he's he's up in the 
batting bowlers' stakes, he's now better than Joe Root, basically. I think he is. He's he's trusted. No. Um, yeah. But I think he gives a little bit of hope to anyone that's bowling off spin that you've got a chance, mate. It doesn't matter what just your action's like. like just, yeah. just go for it. The twirlier, the better, basically. That's what we're asking. <laughs> yeah. um, there there is arms and legs going everywhere. He, he did yeah. bat really really well mm. um it was the end of i think it was the end of day one him and root were batting they were superb mm. the whole time and it was it might have been the final over of the day or near the final over of the day and he just started getting a bit loose and you know hindsight looking back you're thinking is he thinking about three mm. figures a little bit too much before the yeah. end of the day hit one straight at cover kind of threw away what was a pretty special innings and I, I just like the way he goes about his business, mate. It's it's no yeah. nonsense. He backs himself. He scores runs. He knows where he scores runs. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't try and be something he's not. He's not the sort of batsman that's probably just going to, oh, I'm going to nurdle and nudge and I'm going <laughs> to nick off. He's like, if I'm getting out, I'm getting caught at cover smacking it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's how we, we need that, though. We need that in this England. We're starting again, aren't we? I don't want it to be a we're starting again to build up to the Ashes nonsense. Let's forget that for good. I only wish we could. I don't think the selectors or coaches will be working that way. That's it's a constant obsession with Ashes. But it's so good to see these players starting to take some opportunity. Yes, it's been a relatively, relatively, it's been a flipping easy <laughs> batting track. It's been a road, hasn't it? They've put the car park onto the middle of the track on both of these, um, both of these surfaces. And it's easy, easy for the batters. But you've still got to, still got to face up the Jaden Searles, Kamar Roaches of this world. They've still got to put the bat down in a straight line and score, hit the ball and start scoring runs. So people yep. are doing it. So it's really, really good to see. Yes, there's question marks at the top of the order. I don't think it's necessarily question marks of selection. It's just question marks over, will they be the guys going forward in the short term? Yes, they probably will be. Will they be in the long term? That's another question. They need to score runs. Alex Lees needs to score runs. We like him. He looks solid. He looks like a player. He looks yep. like a player that could play at this top level. He's very in order. It's really refreshing to see an opener that doesn't have a load of quirks and idiosyncrasies or whatever you say. He just looks tidy. He looks like a good test match opener. He just needs to remember he can score runs and he will score runs, I'm sure. Yeah, he he did look better and he's looked better the more time that he's spent at the crease. Like, you know, he is giving Dom Sibley a run for his money in terms of just occupation of crease. And, you know, I'm I'm going going into strike mode. I'm putting up a tent and no one's going to remove me. He's... He's got a little bit of that about him. And he also, in this test match, got out twice to left arm spin. So I went digging into my archives and hmm. between 2016 and 2021, he only got dismissed by left arm spin four times in first-class cricket. He's got an yeah. average of over 50 against spin in that time. So it doesn't appear that spin's an issue. However, 80-plus percent hmm. of the deliveries he's facing in county cricket is on green seamers. That's a, a wrong yeah. assumption, but on... Difficult yeah, yeah. batting wickets compared to this, and also um, generally against seam bowlers. And there's not many good spin bowlers kicking around the the county mm. circuit or or spinners of the bat on the set of the county circuit to go and attack. So it mm. doesn't appear he's got a problem with it. But likewise, when you're playing Test cricket, anything is going to be accentuated. So if you do yeah. struggle with something, Kemar Roach bowling around the wicket, he seemed like he did a lot better with that in this Test match. It's a lot of tweaks because you're facing things for the first time you're facing this quality and this intensity for the first time so it's, mm. it, I'd, I'd stick with him the same I'd stick oh, with yeah. Crawley Crawley's, yeah. Crawley's yeah. in a position to me and you know I've just gone should he still open Crawley's in the position to me where he's got the summer 
because he's shown he can score runs yeah. in Oz, showed a bit of, of grapefruit. He's gone and batted well here, scored 100. Like, just here's your time, mate. Mm. You've got a year. It's, mm. it's your slot. Make it your own. Yep. Lees is in the same position where I'm like, cool, we'll, we'll give you West Indies. We'll give you the first series in the next one and we'll see how we go. And unless something's majorly wrong, then we need to rein it back. But if I see a player that scores a lot of 30s and his fails become 30s, Mm. I don't want to see us pull the plug on someone whose fails are 30s and we can grow him into being something better, like we've done in the past with Mm. Joe Denley or Mm. uh, Michael Carberry, who I think out of English opening since the year 2000 had the most 30-plus scores in percentage Mm. of per innings but got dropped because he didn't score enough runs. So it's Mm. give him chance, give him time, settle in. Get a score, and he's the sort of guy like he played difficult cricket. He played at Yorkshire mm. and he's played at Durham. They're not easy batting places mm. to go and play. Um, so I probably should have seen him score better than a twenty-one strike rate off one hundred and thirty-eight balls. To be honest, <laughs> get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've got a lot of patience. The only question mark really with this England setup is there is all question marks because we don't know who the coach is going to be, and we don't know how the. Um, selector setup is going to be yeah. so it all depends on that it could be that a coach and a selector or a selector setup however it's organized under Andrew Strauss at the moment it could come in and they say actually no I don't fancy him don't fancy him at all give him a test match or so and then we're moving on um that shouldn't be the case obviously there should be a bit of longevity you know a bit of thinking long term but that's not the case at the moment because the people that are thinking at the moment aren't involved in the future more than likely mm. could be don't know so I would say that Crawley most definitely has got the summer. I would say that Lees should have the summer, but that's the question mark. Until we know what this setup is going to be and who's going to be making those decisions, everything is on the table. But let's not be negative. I don't think we are, but let's be positive. 500 plus, Rob, in the first innings. Yeah. Most people making a score. Joe Root is just imperious. He's continuing his uh, 2021 um, just ridiculous form, taking it into this year. Is he the best batsman in the world at the moment? Yeah, hundred percent. Question. It's it's not it's not in question. He's yes, he may be behind Marnus on the rankings. Uh, Marnus, since he got to world number one, averages twenty five mm. in the last few tests and has got two ducks. So uh, uh, regress regress to the meme. Meme, meme, <laughs> regress to the meme. <laughs> I'm, I'm making it a meme. Which there one? we go. Spider Man. <laughs> um, Joe Root. 12 scores of 150-plus in Test Match Cricket now, Rich. Nice. The most of an Englishman and the ninth most since the 1st of January 2020. Mm. Above Alistair Cook, above Kevin Peterson, who we both hold in such high regard as a cricketer and as a person on this podcast. (laughs) Not true. Not true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, deny all information. Some of us do. Um, Mm. But interesting enough, when I was looking at the stats and going, 12, wow, that is so many, 150 scores. Kumar Sangakara scored 19, 150 scores in the time he played since the 1st of January. And mm. also Kumar Sangakara, quietly, I know this isn't the Kumar Sangakara appreciation podcast, but it probably should be, also <laughs> quietly went about his business, scored all these runs, got to 8,000 test match runs faster than anyone else in the history of the game. And people still on Twitter try and tell me that Virat Kohli is the best player that's ever graced the game. You've gone there. I've got, I've gone here. But, right, let, <laughs> top 10 list, there is no Virat Kohli on the list. Verinda Sewag gets in at fifth place. Dravid in fourth. Sobers in third. Tendulkar in second. 
Sangakara 152 innings to get to 8,000 test match runs. That is a conversation for another day, but I always find in cricket conversations over the greatest, there's always a, 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 a asterisk next to Sri Lankan players. And I, I, the, you know, who they've played and what services they've played. And it's like Murali. You know, we, we, obviously Shane Warne, we call the best spinner ever, but Murali might have had an argument about that maybe. He probably agrees because he's, he's that, I'm sure he's that sort of guy. But he did all right. He got a few wickets. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he got a he, few. He, Sorry, go on. He, he definitely did. And, mm. you know, he's world class. But all you can do is score runs against who's put in front of you. And but when take wickets. You yep. look at Sangakar. He averaged 43 against Australia. Let's go by country. He averaged 60 oh on God. Australia. 18 in Bangladesh, 40 in England, 36... I've gone. 36 in abort, India. Abort. 61... Sangakara podcast. 61 in New Zealand, 86 in Pakistan, 35 in South Africa, 60 in Sri Lanka, 62 in UAE, 34 in West Indies, 140 in Zimbabwe, an overall career record averaging 57.40 with 1,200 runs. Better yes. than Kohli. Brilliant. No so one's Joe even Root. picking a fight with me and I'm just picking one. <laughs> Someone put 50p in, Rob, then. Um, <laughs> so we're saying Joe Root is currently the best batsman in the world <laughs> via Kumar Sangakara. Love it. Absolutely love it. That's absolutely locked in. Dan Lawrence, I just want to add, I'm just going to quickly keep talking just in case you can carry on about Kumar Sangakara. Dan Lawrence, that was his top score in Test cricket so far. He's got four half centuries. He's into the twilight zone of England batsmen where he's averaging about 32. That's that good. seems to be the sweet spot. So yeah. if he's on the up from there... Dan Lawrence is going to have a, a very, very good career with England. So, you know, in 10 test matches, 543 runs, 91 high score, 31.94. So, on and up, please, Dan Lawrence. We don't need those 32s, too many of them. Um, next one, I just want to quickly get in as well. Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes is so, so pleasing to see Ben Stokes back to form. My concern with him is always don't bowl him too much. He's made of, you know, sticky tape and whatever. Uh, just, just be careful with him. Just be very, very careful. But he scored himself 120. He's taking wickets again. He's bowling spells as well, isn't he? Mm. Um, and it should be said as well, he's gone over 5,000 test runs uh, to go along with his 172 wickets. He's very, very quickly getting into the best all-rounders that England have ever had um, conversation. I, I, <laughs> I think he probably, you know, Ian Botham again would probably argue. Um, but we we used to be, I mean, Flintoff, we loved Flintoff. He was so much fun. But when you look at Flintoff's stats, they're very ordinary. Um, overall, aren't they? Stokes is the real deal. Uh, it took me a while to warm up to him in some respects. I just thought he was being forced in there. But it's so good when you, when the selectors do get it right, when they do get a player in and they sustain and they just go, no, keep him going, keep him going. And he's he's just absolutely top drawer. He is pants and socks to us, Rob. Top yeah. drawer, isn't he? He's if anyone doesn't keep mate. your pants and socks in the top drawer, they're in the wrong drawer. So, <laughs> you're, you're just doing so. it wrong, mate. You're doing life wrong. <laughs> so, he, he's yeah. brilliant. He's been brilliant for a long time. It's been hard watching him struggle in Australia with injuries and everything yes. that's kind of gone on before. But it's almost like, have a few weeks off, mate, from being injured, and he's come back a different man. He's bowling 5K an hour quicker. Mm -hmm. um, he He just looks a different player. And what I really liked about this innings was... I've seen Stokes in Australia be out of touch of batting. And he looks mm. like he's got all the time in the world because he does. He's got a lot of time when he plays. It's an element of class about his game. But his aggressive approach has been missing. He's always been looking to just contribute time and effort and just be at the crease as long as possible. Mm. Whereas here, 
we've seen a little bit of a flip. And this is either him going, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good about my batting and I'm hitting the ball really well, or we're looking match situation and for the first time in 18 months, he's coming to the crease at three for 244 and it's a completely different contest to what he's been used to the last 18 months. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the the move Joe Root up there. I mean, the, the openers are solidifying. Obviously, we've had a nice score from Zach Crawley. Lee's is occupying at least. He's doing a bit of a job at the moment, isn't he? We can't underestimate that. Yeah. And it is it's so good that Joe Root's gone to three, and it does just beg that question, which we're not going to go into now. But it begs that question: Why wasn't this something Lee considered before? We've had so many problems with that top two, top two, the openers otherwise yeah. known as um, that. It made so much sense for him to go up there just to plug that gap because it was. The old square peg in a round hole, wasn't it, at number three um, for too many times with players coming in. No disrespect to David Milan, but he got that job because we just needed someone to bat three and he could do it. Not necessarily because he should have been in the England team. He was, I mean, I think last summer he played one, was it one first-class game he played and he got 100 and then that was it. You know, pretty much let's get him in the test team. Yeah, um, but number one T20 player in the world, mate, like... Got to get him in. Got to fit him in well, that... somewhere. Where's he going to bat? <laughs> Ed Smith is back in charge. Um, <laughs> if you've done well in T20, you're playing for the England test side. Yeah, so I'm just stoked with this. Hey, see what I did? I'm stoked with this batting lineup for England at the moment. They're doing really well. Yes, it's on a surface that is very helpful to batsmen, but they've still got to go and score runs. You can still nick off on a straight one. <laughs> it's, it's simple as that. We've all we've all done that. It's not moved. It didn't do a thing. It was crap. I got out <laughs> to it, but we're still sat here moaning. So England looking really good, didn't they? Batting-wise in the second innings, we don't really need to go into just yet, but it was basically they, they were trying to kick on a little yeah. bit quicker to try and set up a declaration. Um, but let's have a talk about West Indies for a little bit as well, because I think we're, we're kind of overlooking them a little bit. They've been batting exceptionally well um, yeah. in this series as well. 411 in the first innings uh, to go alongside a couple of pretty good scores. And both games, it got to a point where it was West Indies to win, wasn't it? You know, they, they were given a target of 286 in the first innings, which they didn't really go for and obviously in the second innings they needed 282. Joe Root has said that he probably could have been a bit braver in his declaration um, just to make a bit more of a game of it but I don't want to go down that route. Oh my God, I've said Stoked and Root didn't mean to do this, sorry. <laughs> um, gone down this route. Um, yeah, they. I, I don't think they could have done much more to be fair, West Indies. I think it's, it's a tough situation for them to be put in. But they are getting players standing up. Nukruma Bonner has done really well in the first test. Obviously, got himself 100 and got himself a man of the match. Craig Braithwaite, the captain, has been exceptional in this series so far. I suppose, just I'm going to hand it off to you for a minute. First off, Craig Braithwaite, but anything else you want to pick out of this West Indies batting lineup first, then we'll, we'll look at both teams bowling. Incredible, mate. Actually incredible. His fortitude and mental concentration. I don't care that the pitch didn't get worse over five days. I want to see more appreciation because we've lived in a world where the bowler dominant pitches everywhere in the world for so long and the test match finishes in two and a half days and we go, well, this isn't right. And then Mm -hmm. you see a pitch that's more like 2002 and it's like, ah, five-day cricket. It's a bit boring. And I I don't like that. (laughs) I think it it should be varied conditions. Some days it will favour the bowler. Some days it will favour the batter. And here, mm. yeah, sure, the ball wasn't doing a lot, especially if you're Matthew Fisher, who did the least with the ball in the whole game, but we'll touch on him in a second. Mm. Brathwaite batted time, and he didn't look in trouble. 710 minutes, he's knocking that first innings. Sick, you know, isn't it, that? Mm. I've, I've gone to work, gone home, and had a kip by the time he's, <laughs> he's finished batting, and he's still going. Absolute 
Duracell levels of energy, but Jared Kimber did a really good video on him, which kind of talked about his his upbringing and in a, in a, a situation and in a world where people were trying to smash the ball, he mm. would just constantly bat time from a kid mm. and, you know, building this up from like age 13 all the way mm. to going into first class cricket and just bat time, just keep batting, mm. just keep batting. And amazingly, he's gone into test cricket and he's just doing exactly the same. He's now 29 mm. years old. He's now averaging 34, which is above average mm. for a test cricketer in, in the modern day. Gone are the days of averaging 40. 40 is world-class, son. Mm. And he's got, <laughs> he's got 10 centuries to his name. And he's just getting better and better the more time he plays cricket. Um, and we mm. almost saw a little bit of a, a different breathway in the last test where he went and scored a really fast 50. And everyone's like, oh, wow, this is, this is different. But mm. he, he's just... just I don't know. I don't know the right term for it. I, I wanted to say the excellence in execution of the art of batting over a long period Ooh, of time, and like it. it just felt a bit too WWE for me to throw it out there. But <laughs> I've done it anyway. And in the second innings, he did the same. He ended up chalking up six hundred and seventy-three balls, two hundred and sixteen runs, a strike rate of thirty-two, the thirteenth highest amount of balls ever faced in a Test match mm. ever. You know, you going back to BC and looking at this. And it just people don't do this and do it to his degree. The names on this list that you look at that's just above him, Gary Kirsten, one, Stephen Fleming, uh, not number one, but one person ahead of him, Stephen Fleming and Mark Taylor and Jeffrey Boycott. They're mm. like the, the closest over the last 40 years and everything before that. You're kind of going back further. So it's it's an incredible achievement, regardless of the pitch mm. situation. Yeah, absolutely. You know one yeah, thing yeah. I don't like either. Sorry. Ooh, one thing no, no, I don't go like, and English are very, very bad for this. Maybe every country is. We just care mm. about English cricket more is we score 500 on an absolute road and then just berate our bowlers for being useless when the other <laughs> team is batting on a road that's not, which hasn't <laughs> diminished in any way, shape or form. <laughs> it's a fair shout. It really is when you're looking at this game, isn't it? It's like, oh, our bowlers didn't get much out of it. Well, West Indies bowlers didn't get much out of it either, did they? We got 507 for nine declared. They were all out for 411. So who did better? Yeah, um, we, we declared twice on them. <laughs> yes, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. That's not that's not gonna follow the correct argument. Um yeah, I mean Craig Braithwaite is is leading by example, isn't he? He's doing absolutely everything he possibly can. And this West Indies team has a lot about it. And it, it's it's putting up a, a, a stiff competition. We know that they've got a really good record, they've got confidence against England in West Indies. Um, yeah. they'll be hoping that they can just kick on a little bit with the bat because that's twice they've been put in a situation where they, they could chase, but they probably made the right decision both times. It was just not quite there um, for them uh, to, to go after that score. If you know England, and we've seen it in the last few years, haven't we, with England, when they get put in these similar situations, I've been critical of England for not going for it, but it seems to be more of the norm at the moment that you're not going to just go absolutely mental. I just don't understand in these chases why you don't like for the first half hour, first 10 overs, first hour, whatever, go for it. And if mm. you start losing a couple of wickets, bang, handbrake comes on, shot, shot, yeah. block, blockathon. Um, so I just, I would always like to just see an initial intent rather than the let's see where we are after an hour. Oh, you've got 20 runs for no wicket. Well done, you know. That, that's how it suddenly <laughs> well, feels. Yeah, that, it's kind know? of like Kane Williamson mm. did that really good declaration against England mm. and England didn't go for it. Sibley batted for four sessions yeah. and scored 50. Like, what did we learn from that? Sibley was dropped before the ashes. Yeah, well, that really rattled me because that genuinely felt like, come on, Dom, this is for you. 
yeah. just back time, mate. We're going to keep you in the side. If we'd have been sensible, he'd, he'd have you know gone for it. He'd have, well, I'm not going to go down that route again. Sorry, I'm not going backwards. But yeah, it's, but this West Indies team, I'm really impressed by them. They haven't. They're playing in the same conditions as we are. And they're very, very close. I don't think there's much between these two teams at all. 102 as well for Jermaine Blackwood. Um, that was a pretty good knock as well, wasn't it? Um, fluid, nearly run every couple of balls, you know, 50 strike rate, give or take for him as well. So a really, really decent uh, batting attack for West Indies. Second innings, a bit like the first game, you can't really look at run scored. It's more about who's occupied the crease. And Blackwood and Craig Braithwaite were, were the ones that, that occupied the vast majority of deliveries as well, wasn't it? Joshua De Silva had a little cameo at the end. I've uh, quite enjoyed batsman. Joshua De Silva go yeah. about his business, yeah. mate. I've enjoyed his keeping. I think he's pretty pretty neat behind the stump. So yeah. I enjoy his YouTube channel. And mm. um, gives a call, mate. And yeah. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed his batting. I like I like mm. his approach to batting. He scores well. He scores a lot of runs. He apparently played down in Wimbledon and scored an absolute yeah. stack load of runs when he was about 18 years old. Um, nice. I just... No nonsense. Picks up the short ball well, yeah. drives well, plays spin well. Uh, wow. he, he looks a good cricketer. Yeah, he does. He does. It's it's nice to see. West Indies, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. There's been so much turmoil over there in recent years, hasn't it, with players and the you know we, we've lost that sort of that superstar generation. Have pretty much all moved on. There's been one or two players that are potential superstars who aren't around at the moment. The Hetmeyers <laughs> of this world, etc. So it is really, really good to see that this team. Not the most, um, I don't know what, what the right word is, but you know, I don't want to say not the most exciting teams, but they're not the ones you would expect. You've got lads coming in who are getting on towards the end of the end of the 20s or into the 30s, yeah. you know, the bonners of this world that are starting to take an opportunity that they've probably thought wasn't coming their way again. Um, so they're, they're, they're just giving it everything, and I just pray that there's going to be a track in this third, third, third test coming up that will offer a little bit more because both of these teams deserve the opportunity to go and try and win a game of cricket. You don't know who will, and it would be interesting to see if they do want, because at the moment I'm, I'm a little bit unsure, whether, like I said at the top, whether or not these teams actually want to go and win a game or if they're quite happy to draw. A track it, in that third test will will tell us if that you know. Yeah, it needs a result pitch for the third test. It, it definitely does. It's built into it. I, I think this is one of the things that's pretty special about test match cricket is if you're playing serious cricket, I want to win the series, then mm. sometimes you've just got to take it on the chin and go, you know what, we'll get out of yeah. this with a draw and we'll go on to the next one. We'll get out of this with yeah. a draw and we'll go on to the next one. The way the West Indies beat England isn't by scoring 400, it's by cleaning mm. them up for 100. Yeah. And mm. there needs to be a pitch that's SEMA-friendly yeah. for this very talented West Indies unit to go and do some mm. damage against England. And it's it's got to be the third test that they bring that to the party because all they've shown mm. so far, and it's not a negative, is that they can hang with England, which, yeah. you know, is good, I think. England's mm. fourth, fifth in the rankings and West Indies are probably about ninth. So it's mm. good for them that they're getting better. They're making themselves a team that's hard to beat at home, which is better than where they've been in the past. And... Yeah, just it's just good to see. You will yeah. say the world's a better place when West Indies cricket's looking pretty good. And exactly. here it is mm. looking pretty good. They've got batsmen with good technique that score runs and, you know, have mm -hmm. matured into decent players. And mm. they've got quite an exciting, I think, a, a very exciting bowling attack. Well, well brought on to. Because I was just going to say, let's just quickly go through that West Indies bowling attack before we finish up talking about the England unit. Um West Indies bowling. I'm I've been really impressed um, by obviously 
you know, the Jaden Sills this world. We know what we're going to get with Kamar Roach. Uh, Azari Josephs, uh, yeah, it, it was a little bit more difficult for him, maybe. He didn't offer yeah. quite the same control. Um, but also very Sami Permal as well as bold very, very well for them with that left arm spin, as you say. Jason Holder's in there as well. Who's really caught your eye in this uh, West Indies attack? And the second part of that question is, is this attack good enough on a, on, a, on a track that might offer a little bit of help in the third test, if it does? Who's going to be the man to step up and bowl this England team out? Or or can this bowling attack bowl this England team out? Oh, yeah, it can. It definitely can. This bowling mm. attack can do some damage. Um, mm. Just like, you know, t- t- to be fair, the English t- bowling attack could do damage in different conditions on a different mm. pitch as well. Mm. But I think Kemar Roach with the new balls world class, like one of one of the best right arm seam seem fast bowlers mm. in world cricket. Jaden Seals is good. He swings the ball miles, but mm. he's erratic with his control. But at the same time, on a pitch that's offering assistance and conditions, that is really, really dangerous. We saw him get Zach Crawley out, I think, in the first test, maybe. Bit of an inside edge from Crawley going hard at one because he was almost surprised that it was straight because he'd been a, a little bit erratic with with his direction going on. Mm. I think the one that can cause England a lot of problems, mate, Jason Holder. Jason Holder's a <laughs> brilliant test cricketer, top of off. Mm. He's, he's tall. He nips it around both ways. It's it's heavy ball coming down. Mm. You know, he this team can blow England away. 100% if it's the right conditions, they can blow England mm. away. Yeah, I think so as well. That's why England, the, the big test is coming, isn't it? We really, really do hope that there's a little, there's offering a little bit more because we need to see the likes of Alex Lees. We want to see them battle tested, don't we? You know, at the moment they've gone through, they've done the business. Uh, this England batting card has everyone's got a score apart from, as we said, Alex Lees, but it's not critical. It was just that we're just waiting, but we just want to see it on something that's a little bit trickier, a bit, bit more zip, a bit more pace, a bit more, yeah. bit, just a bit more everything. Leave a bit of grass on, lads. That's what we're asking. Um, England attack, as we said, Matt Fisher came in, made his debut. Didn't take him long at all to make an impact, did he? I think it was his second ball in Test cricket. Yeah, um, he, he got himself his first wicket, which ended up being his only wicket in this Test match. Um, a little bit disappointing for him, but at least he's up and running and he's got an account open. Um, Chris Wokes uh, played again in this Test. He's not having the time of his life, is he? One for eighty-eight and none for twenty-two in the first Test. One for fifty-one and none for eleven. In the second, he did contribute with the bat because he is arguably the most attractive batsman in world yeah. cricket. Um, just, just is. Sorry, guys. Um, where does this England set go? Saki Mahmood, we want to talk about in a second. I thought he was extremely impressive. But we, we've got to find something different in this attack. Yes, I know the two people we've left at home are right arm overs, but there just doesn't seem to be that spark in this, this England bowling attack. And, and maybe I'm, I'm being critical, like you just said, about it's the track. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, Matt Fisher, it's early days, first test of product, don't want to be too critical. Chris Wokes, though, I just, I don't think Chris Wokes should be given the third test. And I'll say I say it quite because I hate Wokes myself should, for saying it. The only time <laughs> he should go overseas, mate, is for a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against this idea. I'm not, not against Not it. Red Bull cricket. And it, New Zealand, maybe? <laughs> Can he uh, go to New Zealand? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I, I, I doubt it these days, mate. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he's played Yeah, he's played in New Zealand, four wickets mm. at an average of 50, mate. He doesn't get... So, no, he stays at home. He's, he's, he's on the... He's on the Package holidays on the beach, all inclusive for a fortnight. That's when Chris Wokes can go away. I think we're agreed. It, it's it's got to be, mate. He's got 33 wickets in average of 54 away from home now. 
that's only got slightly worse, and that's because he got the wicket of Kemar Roach, who was batting at number nine. Mm. It just, I don't know. I, I'm running out yeah. of conversation on Chris Wokes as a an overseas yeah. bowler, and I think we all can see it. He just doesn't mm. take wickets, um, which is awfully unfortunate <laughs> for a bowler. So, so let's spin it on the positive then. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask you about Matt Fisher. I just want you, you, your reaction on it. Obviously, we saw about the you know he's not doing much with the ball, but he is he, he was. I don't want to say insanely accurate, but he was very accurate and he was a threatening uh, bowler. But after that, so a little bit on Matt Fisher, but then Saki Mahmood, just your thoughts on, on him for this test match. A long overdue uh, test debut for me, for Saki. Yeah. Um, I think you've summed it up pretty nice, actually. I was just mm. looking for the Crickviz tweet saying he yeah. moved the ball the least, but he was the most accurate in the test match. Yeah. And, you know, from a first test match that's not too bad i was listening to curtly ambrose talk about it and he said mm. sometimes the best thing that can happen to a test bowler coming in is hard conditions to bowling and just mm. the attrition of test match cricket mm. so then when there's a high you're not overconfident and overstretching mm. for wickets all the time you're learning the art of mm. bowling and tying people up and he did 25 overs one for 67 2.68 economy yeah. rate it's not bad. The thing is, mm. every single seamer that's played in this game, if they went to under three, they've they've done a job because no one mm. has been ultra successful as a seamer in this game. So it's it's a really hard position to kind of weight people on. All you've done is from Matt Fisher has seen his pace is okay, not as quick as I thought he might be, mm. but his pace is okay. Yep. He's accurate. The concern that I saw was with the new ball that he didn't really do a lot with it. And that mm. probably tells you more about um, why haven't we got our new ball bowlers in the country yeah. that swing it? <laughs> <laughs> no comment, no comment. So so I think there's, there's a space Sorry. for him and he's not disgraced himself. Yeah. And, you know, there's positives there. You can see he can play cricket and he's done all right at this level on a difficult track. Yeah, I, I think I, I would agree with that. There's something to work with there, isn't it? I think it's yeah. when you start shuffling the deck and get the strong strongest players available if we can put it politely like that I think yeah. he finds himself dropping down the order obviously but he's got to work hard he's got to come back he's got to stay fit he's another one of them England bowlers that is in the the mold of Ollie Stone and Joffre Archer and others who just seem to have, have had injury problems yeah so he needs to concentrate really now on having a really strong summer um it, with, with Yorkshire with county cricket and go and show people that you should be in the England setup not just there on potential uh, and what we're seeing behind the scenes so that's that's I think his job but the next man I asked about, Saki Mahmood, I think that this guy is, is ready now to be yeah. part of whatever England bowling attack comes through in the future, especially when we look at injuries to Mark Wood, Joffre Archer. Although it must be said, Joffre Archer is back with the England setup. He's not in the squad um, as such, but he is. He has been out there training and netting and whatnot, hasn't he? So he's getting himself back to full fitness. So fingers, fingers crossed that he'll be back uh, by the time we're playing some test cricket in the summer. But yeah, Saki Mahmood, without, I keep asking it, so tell me, Rob. Tell me, tell me about him. He, he was. <laughs> I don't want to overstate it because it's one Test match. But from He's what amazing. I saw, he, he was very, very good. As particularly, I was impressed with his workload. He bowled twenty-seven overs, a hard twenty-seven overs. Like yeah. he's not Mark Wood quick. He's bowling eighty-five to eighty-six he's sort of mile an hour. Slippery, slippery. Uh, can bring it back in with with the older ball. Can mm. get it reversed in a little bit. Yeah. But it was consistency and his ability to beat the bat. Just from hard work, you can see how much he's mm. putting into it. Um, yeah. I thought it was an impressive performance. Two for 58. 
first wicket, and you'll like this, Jason Holder, where it gets a leading edge. Yeah, I'm glad you saw what I did there. Um, So so I was quite happy with that. And then there was an inside edge for the next wicket. But also two wickets in the second (laughs) inning as well. Yep. Him and Stokes may be the best two seamers on the pitch for for five days, in my opinion. I think we've seen that if we can have a a team where we can fit Mahmood in, I'm not quite sure how you get all the pieces together to balance the team right to have quality opening bowlers mm. and a traditional English first change bowler in the team as well. Mm. I, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, everything's up in the air for selection for this last game. Uh, and we'll, we'll finish on Jack Leach in a second, but it could go anyway. I mean, there was potential talk. It might have been very, very small talk. It might have been rum induced talk, but there was a talk about how, you know, if you potentially had two spinners. I don't see how you could do that when the two spinners both, both don't offer much with a bat. Sorry, Jack Leach. Uh, you might be the best night watchman ever to have played the game of cricket, but it would be <laughs> difficult to get two spinners that, that could quite easily bat at 10 and 11 um, in, in a certain lineup. So, it is. It's going to be a tricky one, no matter what. Uh, but I just wonder if Saqib's done enough. I think he has. So I would lock him in. He'd be the first of the four, four well, three seamers, yep. not including Stokes, to play in this one. If Ollie Robinson is fit, I'd like to see Ollie Robinson take that number one spot off Chris Wokes. And then it's a bit of a toss-up. Do you give Matt Fisher a second test at this point? Or do you get Craig Overton back in, who obviously only missed out because of illness and who would have played in the second test over Matt Fisher? Um, I think maybe Overton has deserved the opportunity. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? When it's illness and injury, yeah. the reason you've missed a game, should yeah. you get yourself back in? Especially if someone's only took one wicket in a test match. Um, yeah. I probably would say, yes, Overton has yeah. done enough if they go with one spinner. If they yeah. don't, because they are relying on Stokes, then there maybe is a way you can go with Stokes. Folks look solid to me. He's not got himself a big score yet, uh, but he does look solid. So you have got batting down to seven, haven't you, at the moment? Robinson comes in, he can bat it at maybe eight. It's a little bit high for him. Uh, nine, you can drop in. Um, maybe you could drop in Mahmood. It becomes a bit of a tail, but for, you know what? For once yeah. in a life, wouldn't it be great to see England just pick the best bowlers that they think can win a game rather than, well, does he offer a bit with a bat? No disrespect, yeah. Don Best. Um, can we just pick our best bowling attack that will go and win as a game of cricket? Because that's what we want. We're set up now. It's nil-nil going to the third test. There's no fourth test to, oh, well, we'll draw this one and move it into the next one. It's the last test. Go and win it. Does this England team want to win a game of cricket or are they quite happy to get back home? Nil-nil. Well done. We didn't lose the series. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, mate. I don't know if they... Genuinely, like, if you wanted to win, you wouldn't have declared at lunch on day five. You, you would have got to 250 lead and go, you know what? That'll do. We've got to give them something. 280 is... Yeah. Not many teams have ever chased 280 in test cricket. Like It just doesn't happen very often. I'd love to know the percentile, yeah. but you might be like a 2-3% chance of winning. So mm. it would be very interesting to see if they want to change that mentality. But I think yeah. I said it before, I mm. see Paul Collingwood as a hard-to-beat guy. Be hard-to-beat. Mm. Bat the yeah. guys into the ground and just mean you can't lose the game of mm. cricket. Um, so I, I think they'll take that approach, but yeah, I've ro- rolling the conversation back to the bowlers. Mahmood, 
very impressive on a docile pitch. Would love to see him on something with a bit of life in it. Yeah. And mm. Ben Stokes was exceptional. He's Absolutely. looking like Ben Stokes 2019 the more and more he plays cricket. Absolutely. And we cannot sign off without talking about Jack Leach again. 69.5 overs bowled in the first inning, 3 for 118, 1.68 economy rate. And he bowled a fair few in the second innings as well, didn't he? 25 overs, by far the most, 3 for 36, 13 maidens, 1.44 economy rate again. He's the leading wicket taker in this series, Rob. (laughs) After everything we've said about Jack Leach, he's putting a shift in. He's doing a hell of a job. I would have liked to have seen Matt Parkinson get an opportunity because I just want to see Matt Parkinson play test cricket. Yeah, Whether or not he stays in the team is a different conversation, but at some point, the guy has to be given an opportunity. He's not there just to carry drinks around. Um, but Jack Leach, if I had a cap, I would take it off to him for that effort of 69.5 overs followed by 25. That is a test match. Mm-hmm. Cheers, Jack. Not, yeah, 94.5 overs, mate. I think it's the most overs someone's bowled That's since my 19... summer. 19... <laughs> That's a season. That's my summer. Since, yeah. since, I think it's 1967. That's the last time someone bowled that many overs in a, in a test match. And it's quite interesting because tw- Twitter's... Twitter's an emotional place. People react emotionally to things. Who would have thought Get it? Out. People still want to see Matt Parkinson. Irrelevant of how good Jack Leach has been in this mm. series, how much control he's had. Mm. He's had zip at times, flying past the outside edge, potentially unlucky at times mm. not to have more wickets. Um, I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But I do fall under the category where I want to see Matt Parkinson play a test match because in England, we yeah. don't have leg spinners that have played multiple seasons of county cricket and averaged 20 while taking a stack mm-hmm. load of wickets. That's quite exactly. unique and quite special. Yeah. And that's it. It's, it's no disrespect to Jack Leach. And I'm actually quite, I'm going to commend this setup for putting it, showing more faith in yeah. Jack Leach than they have done previously. Now, I don't know if Joe Root's just suddenly changed his mind or if it's Collingwood pushing him a little bit or if it's just the surfaces that have dictated it. But it seems like Root is more willing to give uh, Leach more opportunity uh, with, with the ball. And, and we don't usually see him bowl that much in the first innings, obviously. you know, yeah. it's, it's Something's changed, hasn't it? Uh, but yeah, I 100% fall in the same category of Jack Leach has been good and he's been steady, but I want to gamble to see if I can find great. Um, and I just wonder if it's worth the gamble with chucking Matt Parker to the ball getting him in this bowling attack for the third test. And just everything in, push it into the middle of the table, Rob. Let's go and win this game of cricket. The, the, the seven top seven picks itself, keep my mood in there, chuck Parkinson in there, get Robinson back in if he's fit over Wotes because we need that threat, that extra bounce, maybe that extra little bit of something that can take wickets in these conditions. And then you can either go with Parkinson or you go with uh, the, the extra seamer. But find a way to get Matt Parkinson in this team. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know what it's at St. George's. I don't know what that pitch is like. Um, I haven't had a chance to go through and look Mm. at some stats from the ground, see what uh, seam bowlers and spinners do. But I can't imagine England playing two spinners. I just, I can't see them (laughs) doing it. So I think we're going to have, unless, when's the test match? It's the 25th. Is that this week? Thursday, this week, Thursday. Yeah, back to back to back to back 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 test matches. Mm. 
I still can't I can't see him playing. I was thinking, yeah. did they rush Jack Leach? He's just bowled 95 overs in a yes. test match. His arm might that's have dropped a, off. That's a good enough justification, if nothing else. And, and that's what Twitter's like. <laughs> so, Twitter just wants to see Matt Parkinson because mm. it's Matt Parkinson and he's got such a great reputation and an earned reputation though. on wickets yeah. taken against runs mm. scored against him. So... Yeah, it's it is hard, and I can see people's frustration. But if it's me, and I've got to pick one spinner, and Jack Leach is fit, yeah, Jack Leach is my guy for this test. I think you've got to be loyal, haven't you? I don't want to dwell on it anymore, but I think you've got to be loyal with him, and it's good to see that they have been so far. And I do agree with you, but at the same time, we've only got one spinner that has performed in English cricket. We don't have another spinner. So if Jack Leach suddenly decides to, you know, I don't know, fall over carrying his cup of tea up the stairs, and he's out for the summer we're completely unproven and there's no one that's had that test at test level yet um, other than the Don Besters of this world, etc. And I just think we need somebody else that is a bowler first and foremost, a spin bowler yeah. first and foremost. And I just, for that reason, if we get the opportunity, get the guy in, we need to see what he can do. It might be he turns up, I mean, I don't want to invoke his name particularly, but Simon Kerrigan, he might turn into a Kerrigan that comes into the, the senior arena and just doesn't do it and can't do it. Yeah. You never know, but at least if, if you see that, that shocker, then at least you know, okay, well, we don't need to persevere as urgently with this guy. Uh, it could be, what's his name? Mason Crane, similar situation yeah, in Australia, too soon. When but do you give play the guy, guy a chance? You, you play a guy in the West Indies on you know these sorts of tracks That's where it. he's got some time to bed in because there's runs scored on the board to support him, which is yes. ultra important, which <laughs> yes. Leach or Bess hasn't really had. And you yeah. don't do it against the Australians who are just going to come out and try and smash him from ball one and wreck a career yeah. early doors. Yeah, just just give it a go. That's all we're saying. No more Matt Parkinson. So I think we need to wrap up the Kumar Sangakara podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, one of, it's one of the great moments <laughs> of the podcast. Actually, I just I just gone. I just gone, I and it. I don't know why I started to pick a fight with everyone in India about <laughs> Sangakara being better than Kohli, but. I think yeah. sometimes in Rob life, that people said it, just remember. need to hear things. And it's it's <laughs> not what you say, it's how you say it. And I don't think I was very good at saying it very delicately. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do for me. It'll do for me. So, go to the third and final test. We'll get it wrapped up after that test. I think we get a result in this one, Rob. Which way does it go? <laughs> uh, I'm going England victory. I think England's controlled the whole test match <laughs> yeah. series so far, COVID. Mm. Whole series so far. <laughs> They are on control with their batting. They're scoring big mm. runs with the top six. I think England win the Test match. What do you think? I'll take it. I'll go with you on that one. I, again, head over heart as well, or heart over head as well. Um, I think we get a win. I think we do. I think the batting has done enough to, to suggest that we can keep ourselves in the game, which has been our problem over the years recently. And the bowling, on a, I'm hoping, a more responsive track, the bowling does enough. Matt Parkinson, man of the match. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's no, just yeah, coffee. no. Oh, yeah, Matt Parkinson, man of match. Yeah, righto. Anyway, yeah, that'll do for me. I just want a result. Exciting cricket result. I'm so jealous of everyone that's in West Indies. I, I just want to leave us on this bit as we, we wrap up. So it's end of summer in New Zealand, where I live. And we're, we're maybe in spring. I don't really know how seasons work. I'm only 37 mm. years old. Like, we're, we're almost there. And autumn, we Next. we've got the women's World Cup over here during like peak Omicron outbreak, which is fine. So there's not many people in the grounds, but it's on TV, which is great. Mm. However, glo global warming—I'm calling it global warming—we experienced the 
most amount of rainfall ever recorded in New Zealand in an hour mm. yesterday. <laughs> Jeez. With, had a bit with, of... with the whole of Auckland flooded within an hour. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a Women's World Cup game trying to get get on yeah. as well. Like, just pack up your gear, go back to the hotel and watch Netflix, <laughs> mate, because you are not playing cricket today in Auckland. <laughs> We'll we'll uh, we'll put that one into the climate change podcast that we cover another day. I reckon. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But oh, good stuff. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Hope you've enjoyed it as always. Like, review, subscribe if you're here at the end, and we'll be back thank at the you. end of the third test match in a week's time. Till next time.